your host for Wisdom at the Crossroads, the podcast. My door is open and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice. I imagine you're coming in to sit down with a beverage in hand, a little morning coffee or an afternoon tea to catch up. But hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, so feel free to come just as you are. I like to think of us as slowing down for a bit to share in the backstories of an artistic life exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. This invitation to join in on discussions of a visual medium, without the visuals, affords you not only a pause from the busyness of your own day, but also allows you an opportunity to co-create and connect to your own stories through the example of mine. Season 1 began in my archives, while Season 2 will focus a little more in the present. I hope you'll enjoy the stories of my work evolving and share in the wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Make sure to stay tuned for the short meditation that concludes each episode. I know you'll walk away refreshed and able to simply be more and do a little less. Starting a painting, any painting for me, begins with a mark that changes a canvas or a panel from blank to begun. In recent years, each surface is first inscribed with a word or intention. It's not something I pre-plan. These thoughts are spontaneous terms that somehow connect me to that particular moment. They are the first marks I make on the unprimed surface with white gesso. I try to inscribe the same word on the back so that at a later date I remember where I started when it's finished. That term or concept might guide my thoughts as I work through the process and also later might prove to be something that captures the attention of a client down the road. I love the beginning of a painting, when there is no attachment to an outcome, and the energy of the moment describes the initial layer of the composition. The second coat is done with a mixture of gesso and a colour or two, often quinacridone red light, and either a cool counterbalance to that colour, or a warm orange or sunny yellow that keeps everything harmonious. The painting Blue Gums began as part of a commission. I usually start with two canvases of the size chosen by my client. In this case, they were four-foot squares and big fun that fits into my car. I may have mentioned before, the first piece is based on what I understand the client would like, while the second is what I want to do within a broader yet similar parameter range without any expectations. The process, in this case, had an interesting twist which might evolve into another story down the road. For now, though, it's enough to know the words peace and resonance were the embedded intentions I painted with gesso into these two surfaces to begin. Resonance ended up being the panel that evolved into the painting Blue Gums that we're chatting about now. What resonance rose to the surface of this painting, I will not know. What I do know is that investment in a piece of art is a two-way commitment. As the creator, I bring my process, talent, skills, and vision to a surface, while my audience, the viewer or potential client, brings their own perceptions, biases, and experience to the imagery I present in a finished artwork. Years ago, I exhibited in a well-known restaurant. I was told a set of regulars had bought the particular painting. When I went to deliver the diptych, I was blown away by the compliment this client served me. I've seen a lot of art over my lifetime, he said but I've never been compelled to make a purchase. I love that word, compelled. 
This couple were university professors who had a standing Saturday lunch date at this particular establishment, and they were very cute. As I was installing the diptych, my client drew my attention to marks in the background and asked if I had intended to paint a ship there. He and his wife had discussed and could not agree, so he wanted to hear the real story from me. This painting began with a prairie theme. We write and paint what we know, so the prairie has been a constant for me over the years. The prairie's vast and expansive nature has often been compared to an inland ocean, or oceans of earth, particularly when blue flax is mature and the wind whips the periwinkle blooms into vast, rippling gusts. I had not intended the background marks to be a representational shape, but that is what my client clearly saw. I paused before I invoked essentially an Alice Sheridan quote long before I had made her virtual acquaintance. Art is not what you see, but what you make others see. Every artwork is open to interpretation, and in this case I was particularly glad to know my paintings had found such an appreciative home. Blue Boy similarly brought my experience with materials and process into focus for my client, whose unique perspective and personal circumstances completed this visual equation. I had begun the composition with thoughts of a bend in the riverbank at our neighbourhood park. I have walked that route thousands of times and always appreciate the way the late afternoon light illuminates a particular curve in the river. Sometimes familiar images resonate for us and references to these personal markers find their way into our thoughts and, for me, into work, which is my paintings. I don't ever begin with a plan to replicate an actual landscape but I did hold a desire to design an image that invited the viewer into it and tried to allow space in the composition that offered a sense of depth and expansion. When the arc of a similar curve appeared in the underpainting of blue gums, I worked to preserve it as I allowed the composition to progress. I added some simple leggy vertical lines that suggested elongated tree trunks. Loose painterly drawing marks made with a wet flippy brush described boundaries between subject and foreground. I tried to keep it simple and to resist my overpainting tendencies, and I was kind of pleased when I showed the initial client the two painting starts. It turned out they thought this painting, Blue Gums, which it came to be known, was going to be too blue for their liking, and they preferred the developing composition of what was known then as Peace. Their favour gave me an opportunity to put this canvas aside to focus on their other option. By taking a pause from this composition, it allowed me to come back to it at a later date with a new perspective and to realise I loved its simplicity. Everything happens for a reason, right? Things evolve as they are meant to in life as well as in art. The client who now owns Blue Gum saw the painting at various stages of its development, so I was keen to know what had resonated with her that inspired the decision to eventually adopt this painting for herself. She paused and reflected for a moment. It's that feeling of fresh, she said, that inspired her. The blue gums carry within their leggy structure a sense of relief or refreshment after a storm. She said it feels like looking through a window after the storm. When it's been raining, there's a freshness that happens, where clarity returns, and what might have felt worn or heavy by circumstance is punctuated with clarity. Her words made me think of a river stone on high ground warmed by the sun, juxtaposed with a similar stone immersed in water, where the colours and the details are amplified and way more pronounced. As I painted this painting and moved through my process, I wasn't thinking who would like it. I was focused on evolving a visual composition to a resonant resolution. Don't get me wrong, I want you to love your art whether you buy it from me or from somebody else, and I'm not offended when my work is not for you. 
but I am excited when a particular work resonates for any particular client. I delivered the blue gums to my painting client as it was too big to fit into her car. The delivery date was strangely delayed, but as it turned out, the painting arrived at exactly the right time on a date that coincided with a really significant event in her life. So now, not only does my client live with a piece that visually resonates for her, that painting is now also a visual reminder of that moment in her personal history. It's definitely true. We grow when it rains. If we look back at moments that have brought with them a positive impact, I'm certain your growth, like mine and my clients, has come after the rain. Thanks for joining me for this episode in self-care. Some statements seem too simple when we first hear them uttered out loud. When we allow ourselves to really examine them, though, we often find less to really be more. We grow when it rains, for example. What are we, pot plants, Mum? I can hear my daughter's eyeball out in fur. But I encourage you to sit with that statement for a minute, maybe after this meditation, and see where it takes you. We grow when it rains. Are you like me and sometimes find yourself in a reflective mindset? I hope so. When I was a child growing up in Australia, summer days were extensive and like winter in Canada, continued well beyond the official parameters of the season. Air conditioning was not a thing then and still isn't in many southern towns where the southerly winds careen up the coast in the late afternoons in the summertime to offer a relief from the summer's heat. The southerly was sometimes called the southerly buster because every household busted through the heat of the day by opening all the windows and inviting the forceful cool air to flush the hot air from our homes. On days when the southerly failed to blow or was later than we all needed it to be, I can clearly picture being enthralled watching my mother hosing things down, literally and figuratively, in the afternoon shade to cool off. She'd begin with the front steps in bare feet and shoot the hose up onto the large front windows that looked out over our front yard and down onto Bridge Avenue. In playful gusts, the water funnel would roar across the surface and run down the windows in blurry rivulets. The process helped everyone to dismiss the heat of the day that had settled under everyone's collars. Late summer lethargy would dissolve as we made our way to the front steps to join her and participate in her cooling ritual that often ended in water fights and hose wars that refreshed us all. I loved watching those watery columns slide in blurry funnels to the ground. I find the same pleasure in a drive through car wash as I imagine the path of sudsy patterns and transient textures as they form and dissolve before the refreshed reality beyond the windscreen reforms in front of me. I like that memory, and I love the idea of refreshment, visual, literal, or otherwise. So I thought we would start with the visual of water coursing down a sheer surface for our meditation. So let's settle in with that sentiment on our minds, shall we? Take a few moments to get comfortable in your space, wherever that is. And let's begin by focusing on the breath. First, by disrupting our regular and automatic rhythm with a deep and gentle inhale. Our aim is to allow the full influx of air to encourage us to reconnect to our primary physical actions, 
to lessen the impact of stress on our bodies and to bring us back to the present moment. Let's do that a couple of times. Inhale fully to expand the ribs and accept the universal support that surrounds us. Then fully exhale to begin to release any tension we hold in our structure. Feel yourself melt into your supports as you do this. Breathing in to invite expansion. Breathing out to release our grip. Breathe in to allow ourselves to fill with ease. And on the exhale, to allow negativity to flow freely out. Invite the light in on the inhale and encourage the flow of what no longer serves to be released on the out-breath. Breathe deeply in. Hold your breath for a second or two longer than is natural. Then release and allow the ribs to fully deflate. Notice where you physically are as you continue with intentional breaths. Register your senses, beginning with your vision. Notice the view directly in front of you. You might be in a yard, surrounded by mature golden pines like my original front yard. You might be at your desk with a view across the city, or your view might feature a macro sightline of your neighbour's brick wall. Maybe you're on your yoga mat with a simplified view to the ceiling. Or perhaps you're lucky enough to be taking in this practice outdoors in a temperate climate with an expansive view. Wherever you are, simply be there. Notice what visually surrounds you before you rest your gaze and close your eyes. By closing our eyes, we draw a literal blind across the busyness of our lives, and that can be refreshing in itself, even when done for a very short while. The tempering of one sense allows for other senses to assume dominance. Continue to breathe deeply and fully. To direct the course of your breath as you slow down. Breathe in any sounds that exist around you, wherever you are and whatever they are. Just notice them with your eyes gently shielded. Acknowledge those sounds, but allow them to fade into the background as you focus on your breath and hold the idea of refreshment as your intention. As your body and mind settle, I want you to imagine you are behind glass looking out of a window. You are in the driver's seat. You get to imagine any landscape to complete your view. It might be somewhere you have physically been, 
a place you dream of visiting. Or you might simply rest with your settled self and see what image your inner eye procures for you. Allow your interior vision to take you there. And listen. With closed eyes, notice what you see. I am choosing to be mindful of my intentional breath and allowing my inner vision to prevail. What do you see across the metaphoric blind you have drawn across your gaze? Just notice it. Be aware of what you see. Now I'd like you to imagine a coastal storm rolling in. It's a gentle one. They happen quickly and often without notice. Visualize the weather changing on the other side of the glass and imagine the rain begins to fall. At first it is spotty and faint, but soon the soft drops become heavier and more intense. And before long, you are witnessing a downfall that is washing away any heaviness you have felt or feel. Imagine the sound of the rain against your window and allow that metaphoric rain to fall. Accept it. Be with the realization that in every life, a little rain must fall. Be accepting of the rain we imagine now. Accept the literal and metaphoric rain, the changes in circumstances or environments, as well as any changes you might feel in your emotions. Breathe in and be with these thoughts. I'll invite you now to contemplate on your own circumstances as you ask, how do I weather storms? I don't know about you, but I have not yet learned how to control the weather. I might be able to predict a storm brewing or see rain clouds forming on the horizon, but I can only ever accept what the weather gods serve. For the purposes of our visualization, I want you to be aware of anything that arises for you, but view it from behind that protective shield of glass, like the front window that reverberated with the channels of water pouring from the garden hose, or from inside the car in the drive through car wash. From this vantage point, we get to simply observe and accept what is showing up for us as we contemplate the idea of growth after a storm. Clarity after turbulent weather, whether that is physical, emotional, or metaphoric. Return to your breath with these thoughts and images of rain falling, coursing down a smooth surface in rivulets, blurring the imagery in front of you.
Breathe in and fully inhale. Breathe out and fully exhale. Return to the breath intentionally. Direct the action of this involuntary activity common to all living things. Breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. Allow the visual to slow now. Notice the softened imagery on the other side of the glass as it comes into focus. To clarify, as the action of the metaphorical little rain begins to ease, invite refreshment inside in tandem with the breath. With each inhale, we inflate with clearer vision. With each exhale, we release what heaviness we unnecessarily carry. Allow intrusive thoughts or negative imagery to dissolve like the sudsy rivulets on the windshield at the car wash. Breathe in to invite refreshment. Breathe out to encourage release. And set yourself on a new course. Breathe in. Refreshment. Clarity. Renewal. Breathing out, we release what no longer serves and invite ease and softness to take its place. Breathe out and release what no longer serves. Continue with your natural breath cycle, keeping mindful of your ability to allow a larger space for ease and for softness within. Notice. Any images you see, any emotions you feel. And remember, refresh with the in-breath. Release with the out-breath. Inhale the light and the joy that returns after a storm. Being mindful of the words. Refreshment. Clarity. Resonance. Release. We grow when it rains. Our practice on this day is coming to a close. It is time now to begin to draw ourselves back into our physical body. We can invite movement into our limbs by first taking a very deep breath to signal to the body we are ready to return to the activities of our day. Begin to awaken the body by rotating the ankles and the wrists. This gentle movement will help to recalibrate our physical structure as we follow the breath back to our regular rhythm. Open your eyes as you feel you are ready. And I hope you feel refreshed now that you have regulated your body's systems with this very brief pause. I wish for you ease and refreshment. 
and that you might find clarity and refreshment in the pause that is our practice. Namaste. for joining me in this practice. Time is precious, and I am very grateful you have chosen to spend some of your valuable time with me. I hope you feel refreshed after our pause together. If you're able to, I'd recommend spending a little extra time on yourself right now. Meditation helps me to feel refreshed on all levels. In fact, I'm often surprised at the depth of my focus moving forward into the rest of my day. Your imagination is a gift, and I love that you get to co-create mentally along with me. But if you would like to see the visuals I discuss in the episode, you can catch the show notes and images in the blog on my website, mandart.ca, which is a whole lot simpler than trying to spell my name, Anchalenko. If you have enjoyed the invitation to take a little break and found something that resonated for you, please feel free to share this opportunity with a friend or to write a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd be very grateful for your contribution. So, until we meet again on a Tuesday, may you find your own wisdom at the crossroads, where action and presence meet. Bye now.